0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dynasty Kings fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Skaggs, joined by Ben Goldstein.
1: Hey, hey, hey. I clicked that first link. Am I gonna like get like a porn virus?
0: Hopefully. That is the goal. Ebony?
1: Uh, Ebony. You know? Ebony.
0: Yeah, I know you well enough to know it's gotta be
1: Ebony. I love that. I love that. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Maybe I uh, long, I just didn't be a
1: long night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: didn't uh didn't hear anything in my headphone for quite a while and it said unable to connect so we we're just trying some things but we're live we're official tuesday november 7th 703 p.m mountain standard time 803 p.m central standard time I don't usually call that out 903 eastern 604 pacific it's all happening ben Another week of the podcast. Another week in the Dynasty Kings League. Later in this episode, we will have Rob Blair coming on for an interview portion. Should be electric. But let's dive right into the Taco Bell takeaway of the week from Week Nine. Ben, I'll turn it over to you first.
1: Uh, first of all, I do love that you go through all the time loans or time zones. Yeah. DKFL is a it's a it's a it's a it's a countrywide thing. It's not just a local thing. This is yeah, it's a national it. league. This is a National League. It's, we're going to go international soon as well. Just, just watch out. Um, anyways, yeah, my talkable takeaway well, take of the week, uh, of week nine, would be the Ravens might be the best team in the NFL. Um, mm. And frankly, it kind of came out of nowhere and pretty quickly. Um, but after two blowout wins against good teams, um, <clears throat> and what's ironic is I talked about one of these teams last week and was raving about them, and that would be my Seahawks. Um, and then also the Lions—they just whooped up on both these teams. Um, I'd say them and the Chiefs are probably at the top of the crop right now, and the Ravens just might be the best. Now it's a long season; still, we still got uh, eight more weeks left, uh, so we'll see what happens. But for right now, the Ravens look damn good.
0: They look very good. They
1: uh, on both sides of the ball, everywhere, everything.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. I uh, expected that Seattle game to be. Yeah, definitely closer. Not that I thought Seattle was amazing, but, you know, I thought it would be competitive. Mm -hmm. They do play uh, Cleveland this weekend, which will be a good one. And then Thursday night the following week against the Bengals. So some big Mm -hmm. tests coming up for the Ravens just to continue to kind of prove their worth. Uh, My takeaway, Ben, CJ Stroud is that dude. Figured we should just Mm -hmm. talk about him right off the bat. Uh, We've talked over the year uh, about how he's definitely playing well, not necessarily lining it up statistically, all that jazz Uh, Well, then he goes out 470 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, game-winning drive with like 40 seconds left, needing a touchdown, which was sick as fuck. Um, So that's been fun, just the emergence of him. Always fun to kind of see a young potential superstar kind of light it up (laughs) uh, in the NFL. Um, And what kind of got me thinking is just it is fascinating. I think I sent a text on Sunday just about how maybe the Panthers made a mistake. But it is fascinating comparing the Texans and Panthers to this point the two teams with the first two picks, the two quarterbacks – um, because all the excuses you could make for Carolina, they're not so good at receiver, their line isn't great, running game kind of non-existent. It's like the same exact thing for Houston. And granted, Houston's receivers are kind of balling, but who knows how much yeah. of an effect that is that Stroud's kind of putting the ball in the right spot. Um, but to me, it might be the D'Amico the, the Ryan's effect. Um, you know, He's one of the young star coaches that got hired this past year. They went with him. Funny enough, the first coach hired in the like, coach hiring period was the Panthers uh, you know hiring Frank Reich mm-hmm. and he was also the first coach fired last year from Indianapolis I don't know I just I'm just, I'm now kind of like thinking to myself in my head I'm like when did Frank Reich prove that he was like a good coach And like of course he deserved his opportunity in some regard but like now he's kind of had a couple different stints that are weird and to me the weirdest thing is like you could make sense like Carolina okay they traded up for the first pick rookie quarterback like obviously it's not always going to go great but they won seven games last year, and they started Baker, P.J. Walker, Sam Darnold at QB. Like, clearly something's going on. Like, there is talent in Carolina, so, like, it's just very odd at how bad they are compared to how solid the Texans look with still seemingly a lot of holes, at least on paper, on their roster.
1: Yeah, the Texans, just to back of a little bit. Stroud, yeah, amazing. Uh, I think – Tank you know, Dell. Yeah, Tank Dell, like, I think he's good in general – They've developed a really good connection coming as rookies. But also, like, Nico Collins taking a huge step with C.J. Stroud seems like a massive, like, kind of event in this in this timeline. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. Nico Collins was kind of being pushed to the side a little bit, was getting a little hype here and there every once in a while. And now here he is. I think he's, you know, he's probably going to get a 1,000-yard season. Um, yeah. So Robert yeah. Woods.
0: Coming back from injury, just solid bet. Schultz. Schultz,
1: Schultz, Noah Um, Brown
0: went off last week, a couple weeks ago, too.
1: CJ Stroud, yeah, that dude. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The Panthers (laughs) (laughs) is weird. D'Amico Ryan's stud. Um, I think what's funny is we did send that meme kind of making fun of defensive coaches versus offensive coaches. (laughs) When you find a really good defensive coach, yeah, it might be a little bit boring, but, man, it it can be very, very, very beneficial to a franchise. Um, But Carolina, yeah, it's just – I don't know. I I don't want to give up on them quite yet, and I don't think anyone is. But um,
0: Do you think they should make a move after this year at head coach? I know that would be quick.
1: but No, I don't think just after this year, just because, like, doing that with a rookie quarterback I think is tough. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Um, Unless it's – unless it's, like – Urban Meyer levels, you know, bad. Um, it's hard right. for him to be like... Which it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, exactly. And from what I've heard, like, Frank Reich is a very solid dude off the field. And he's right. had his ups and downs coaching. Uh, he's had some big wins, I feel like. He's as we good. all have. But yeah, exactly. But then he's had some terrible losses as well. Um, and the record really doesn't add up, per se. Um, but I'm willing to... I mean, like... Yeah, if I was uh, whoever is running, is it Jerry Reese now, or is he dead? He might be dead. Uh, Tepper is their owner. Tepper is their owner. Yeah, there you go. Or he might be racist. I can't forget. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if I was Tepper, I'd probably keep him around for another year and see what happens. Okay.
0: I think that is what they will do. It's just I'm yeah. starting to question whether.
1: I don't Mike blame you. Know. I don't blame you at all. I just it's more for Bryce Young's uh, development. Because I feel like if you at least let him stick with one coach for two years, that helps a little bit. And then you can bring in someone that, like, runs a similar playbook or a similar style, similar scheme or something like that.
0: Yeah, I think if you happen to have, like, a hot offensive name that's available, you at least consider it. Like, if they really say, like, the Ben Johnson guy from the uh, Lions or even, frankly, the offensive coordinator for the Texans, who a lot of people like, um, you know, something like that where you're like, okay, like, we can't. Pass this up, then they might make a move just to, like not delay the development of Young anymore. But it'll be interesting. Also, it was funny. I forgot that I wrote in here is that they also don't have their first round pick this year. So that just yeah. sucks from a perspective of like, God, talk about a team. Talk about a team that like would be taking Marvin Harrison Jr. or Brock Bowers yeah. if they have their own pick to pair with the young quarterback.
1: Because I think even I, I don't like honestly. I'm not sure they're going to be out of like the top twelve this year. You know what I'm saying, like. I just don't know if they were ready for it. You know, I I think they were still going to be a bad team this year. Things are looking really bad, but
0: yeah. I agree. I thought thought they would at least be kind of similar to this past year where they won six or seven games and was like back into the top ten.
1: Yeah, I was thinking more like five, maybe four, maybe six. Maybe six. Yeah.
0: Uh, Ben, let's talk Dynasty Kings, Fantasy Football League. We played each other. Scores recap, 92.5 Savage Salmon. 77 and a half Skaggs Island, a little bit of a sloppy game, but yeah. some big performances ultimately prevailed for the salmon. Ramondre Stevenson, with 22, Jake Ferguson with a nice 18 and a half in the afternoon window. La Marvelous Llamas, 58, Golden Bandits, 70. Another high scoring affair. Anthony moves to three and six. Bosco to four and five. There's nothing I love more than when Bosco texts in the group. Not that I want him to suffer by any means, But when he texts in the group, fantasy football was a mistake. I always laugh when he goes through the trials and tribulations for whatever reason, because he's just so funny about it. Uh, Pizzapalooza, 81 and a half. Darren Narwhalers, forty-seven. A really gross week so yeah. far in terms of the scores. Six and three for Pizza Palooza. Three and six for the Darren Narwhalers. You can just Bill... get to game. You can just <laughs> <laughs> Bilbo Swaggin's one twenty-four. All Mahomes ball sixty-three. Just an offensive output from Will. Four and five on the season. Uh... Rob drops to two and seven. We'll have all kinds of thoughts from Rob. Later in the podcast, here on the interview, Bellify Island, 65 and a half, the San Anselmo Sinners, 103, moves Dan to five and four, Joe to three and six, Joe clinging on to life support as far as the playoff hunt goes. And lastly, our game of the week, the two top teams, Moz Meatloaf, 120, Scott's Tots, 113, Nick to eight and one, Scott to seven and two. A good matchup was kind of up in the air a little bit uh, last night on Monday night. Uh, but ultimately didn't get crazy close. So those are our results, Ben. Any thoughts?
1: Uh, first of all, good game. Not that I feel great about yeah. my output. Um, I wish I'd put up a little bit more points. Now Dan is kind of nipping at my heels behind, mm. uh, right behind me with points four. So, uh, But either way, good game. Uh, but, yeah, other yeah, than well, that, you no. Know, uh, Moz Meatloaf pulling off a big victory. That's big. I hate to say it, Bilbo Swaggin's now in the playoff hut, right, right in the thick of it. That, yeah. that I mean, he's of, a great manager. It, it kind of pains me. It really does. Uh, but here we are. Um, yeah, other than that, pretty pretty ugly week, I would say.
0: It was. It was dirty. I knew I, knew I was doomed in our matchup when Kelsey and Waddle combined for like nine points in the morning. I'm like, ooh, that's going to be a problem because my other players aren't that great um let's move on to the ease eye-opening performance of the week i'll get us started tonight ben cd lamb on williams team 11 catches for 191 no touchdowns but 22 and a half points as a result uh for those keeping track at home his last three games have been 117 yards 158 and 191 so he's fully catching his stride once again and then an honorable mention rashad white on team nick 20 carries, 73 yards, two touchdowns, as well as four catches for 46 yards. That's 25 points. Again, Nick won by seven. Exactly. Rashad White isn't always in the starting lineup for Maz Meatloaf, but definitely was a big difference maker this week.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you took some very good players. So I picked I, – you know, this is all about us now. Right. Um, and I picked Ramondre Stevenson. As my eye opener of the week, with nine carries, eighty-seven yards, and a touchdown. And
0: Only four, nine carries is kind of wild.
1: Yeah, he broke off a sixty-two-yard run, which is mm-hmm. how much of a bonus? Two point five.
0: Uh, I think there's
1: a two-point bonus for fifty-yard touchdown. Point, okay,
0: so there you go.
1: You know that it was at twenty, but now we're at twenty-two. Uh, and then I'm gonna give an honorable mention to uh, your quarterback. Uh, been on some trials and tribulations, um, but Always. goes through 374 yards and three touchdowns against the Eagles for 27 fantasy points.
0: Yeah, he's been playing solid. No shout
1: games.
0: out. Shout out. Uh, Reese's rookie report, Ben. I will fly through mine. The good <laughs> Keaton Mitchell. Again, team Will. Wasn't in the starting lineup, but still figured I'd shout him out. Nine carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown. 19 and a half fantasy points he's a funny player because i think when will had originally added him that was when i made the comment of like are these people like made up like what's the deal here um and it was so funny because then like later maybe that week i had seen zach at a wedding weekend and he's like dude i really wanted keaton mitchell or he had texted me that and i was just like laughing because i was just like i am so like far removed from football for whatever reason, like as far as these guys go, like I am not paying attention to who's on the practice squad. Any of these guys that get picked up on a weekly yeah. basis, but it was kind of funny that like he had one, I think one play from scrimmage prior to this game and then all of a sudden just bust loose. So it'll be interesting. Gus Edwards still scored a couple touchdowns, um, but Mitchell, I guess is somewhat in the fold now. Uh, the medium We'll go Jackson Smith and Jigma for team Rob six catches, 63 yards, nine fantasy points, nothing crazy there, but he has certainly come on in the last four weeks. Um, and the fact that with even a healthy DK Metcalf, in addition to Tyler Lockett, he's still more involved in the offense. So interesting to see there and keep an eye on. And then the ugly, I'll go with Jonathan Mingo. Team Joe was in the starting lineup, one catch five yards. That's a half a point, 20 catches on the year. No TDs. It's been a bit disappointing for Mingo to this point. You thought the young quarterback with Bryce Young get some, you know, rapport. Obviously, Thielen's there. I feel like chark been in and out of the lineup with injuries. Uh, so, you'd expect a little bit more from Mingo, uh, but that's life, Ben.
1: That's life. That's life. Uh, my good is Luke Musgrave. Shout out Joe. Three catches for 51 yards and a touchdown for 12.5 fantasy points. Uh, a medium I went with another tight end, Dalton Kincaid, uh, who was on – Dan's team.
0: Uh Zach's. No,
1: Zach's team, sorry. Uh ten catches, eighty one point eighty one yards, eleven points. And then ugly, I went with Clayton Toon. Very tough game. He wasn't a Savage Salmon for about three days. Um, <laughs> all I know is he threw for like I think maybe like eighty five yards and two picks. So yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, that's just I mean it's such but an I, interesting. I, I, I'm not giving up on Clayton. And like I don't know if he's good to be honest with you, but I don't know you can exactly give up on him. You know
0: what I'm saying? Well, right. And I agree. That's what I was going to say. It's just like it's a brutal circumstance to be like at Cleveland yeah. as your first career game. It was, I mean, I get that they ultimately traded Dobbs and got a little something for him. So, like, that's why they had to go with them before Kyler's ready. But it just was kind of weird. It's like, hey, here's your one shot, basically. And it's like, well, hopefully he gets maybe another shot. Speaking of Josh
1: ready, Dobbs, but... we should give a shout out to Josh Dobbs. That, that was, was sick. That was pretty impressive this week. So, shout out to Josh Dobbs.
0: That was that was wild. The Charlie the I a,
1: uh, Vikings fan shaving his eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah, of yeah. Yeah.
0: So even though
1: it's, it's just an illness, it's not actually like what he does.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing that Charlie Bull <laughs> had, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Al, yeah, Alopecia. But... Alopecia. Yeah, love that shouts.
0: Pinky
1: Pink a too, but she's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> so good, Ben.
0: All right. <laughs> speaking of speaking of horrors, let's get to Cole Comet of the week, so, scoring zero in a starting lineup. Four candidates this week. Michael Thomas for Skaggs Island. That was rough to see. His lowest game prior to this week was eight points, so it was really tough just throwing up a goose was, egg. Yeah, Not only good. a goose egg, but against the Bears too. Just yeah. like okay, like seemed like there'd be opportunities there. Gabe Davis for Anthony, nothing new. It's always boomer bust for him. <laughs> Alec Pierce for Rob, you know, just has not had the sophomore year that we would have hoped for, or at least people who like Alec Pierce. And then lastly, Tyler Higby himself, league legend on Nick's team, did not deter Nick from getting that that victory, but did get zero from the tight end slot there.
2: Tough.
0: As for the Rico Gathers of the Week, speaking of tight ends, I'll go ahead and shout out Jake Ferguson on your team, Ben. Seven catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. 18 and a half points. Back-to-back games with a touchdown. He's emerging a little bit. He's definitely been more involved, kind of taking a little bit more of that Dalton Schultz role uh, that was vacated when he left. Uh, none of the other tight ends are really doing anything on that team. So it's intriguing.
1: A couple things about him. Do you know that uh, he's uh, Barry Alvarez's – Barry Alvarez's grandson. Uh,
0: I might have heard that, but
1: yeah, the Wisconsin I might not have. And then, secondly, you know, which Cavender twin is he dating? That I don't know, but okay. I knew it was. We'll find out. They're we'll the find same out. people to me, so. I uh, yeah, no, I get you. I wish, I wish they were the same people to me at the same time. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I think I'm pronouncing this right, Dallin Hooker, mm-hmm. Colorado State tight end. He's the only tight end in the country in the top 50 for receiving yards with 653 yards, also has 51 catches and six touchdowns. Now, he's a junior, so I don't think he's going to go pro. Has a chance, but figure he's going to stick around. But uh, he's pretty good, and he looked really good against Colorado earlier this year, too.
0: Colorado State, Are they have a little tight end factory. Yeah. Trey McBride.
1: He's like a big white guy with an arm brace. It's kind of sick.
0: Yeah, that's just so classic. Yeah. All right, Ben. Let's go ahead and look forward to Week Ten. It is Tuesday, so no Fab anything. But let's look at the matchups in Week Ten. Martavis Bryant
2: be hot.
0: Martavis Bryant, who who signed him? The Ravens.
1: Uh, Cowboys.
0: Cowboys. Interesting. Practice squad. Well, thank God that Will already called dibs. You know, good for him. Yeah. Um, Skaggs Island, four and five. San Anselmo, Sinners, five and four. A lot of S in that matchup. Current projection, 104.7 for the Sinners. 81 for Skaggs Island. Down Kelsey and Waddle on bye weeks Not ideal. Scott's Tots, seven and two. The Savage Salmon, five and four. This is a big one. Tots are projected for 117.9. Salmon for 98. Pizzapalooza, 6-3 versus new playoff emerging contender Bilbo Swaggins, 4-5. 79, the projection for Will, 114.7 for Travis. The Narwhalers, that's Zach's teams 3-6 versus Moz Meatloaf, 8-1. That projection's not close. The Llamas, 4-5 versus Belafide Island, 3-6. Definitely a big game for those that want to stay in the playoff hunt, specifically Joe on that front. 105, the projection for the Llamas, 75 for Bellify Island. And then the Golden Bandits, 3-6 versus All Mahomes Ball, 2-7. Current projection, 64-46. to 46. A lot of time to go in the week. A lot of waiver claims to be made. We will see how that one ultimately goes. Ben, do we got a Dynasty prospect? Or are we skipping past no, let's, this week?
1: Let's skip this week. I apologize. I, I uh, almost
0: put one in here, but I, I was going to do another mainstream guy.
1: Uh, if you want to, feel free to talk about
0: them. No, I don't. I don't have anyone in mind because I feel like I don't want to disrespect some of the top receivers, like that are actually projected first round. Because I haven't seen very many of them play. I could talk quarterbacks, if, if well, a couple of them. But Dude, I think yeah. we just let's go just ahead and
1: skip this, let's just yeah. skip this week. Fuck it. Let's just skip this week. Fuck it. Let's shout just, out to Shout out Derek
0: Yeah, exactly. It is important to keep them in mind. And no. frankly, we did highlight a tight end and the Rico Gathers of a yeah. week. So. Um, so we're kind of covered there I also not to,
1: eligible, it could be
0: yeah could be and also not to mention Baylor versus Auburn college basketball playing on ESPN right now So the, speaking, speaking of Rico Gathers
1: we have the four way going right now
0: oh love PGT, that for you Yeah, yeah quad box yeah. alright Ben we fl- flew through that let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break on the other side we'll have the one and only air Blair
1: sounds good
0: I just want to take a quick moment to thank our title sponsor, Cheez Its, uh, greatest snack brand in the world, specifically the four cheese flavor, the single greatest snack of all time. Uh, we want to thank them for sponsoring the show. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. If you don't like Cheez Its, go fuck yourself. Back to the pod. Not
1: so bad. Hey, just listen to uh, <clears throat> this new banger on Twitter.
0: A new banger, huh? Like a song? <laughs>
1: I got you, I got you, I got you,
0: am sorry. Yeah, that sounded pretty terrible.
1: Yeah, it's some weird thing on a computer. This guy's like playing like a, I don't even know what it is.
0: That sounds like X to me, you know, all kinds of fun stuff going on. X gonna give it to you? X gonna give it to you. We a What's big to? Rob to you? Rob, he's at his house. He's at his house. I didn't ask him any romantic questions in, in terms of the interview questions I prepared, but he's been hanging out with the girl lately, so we could always broach that subject.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: I haven't met her. I don't know very much information, but you know, we'll see. We got we got some good <laughs> questions. It's a little harder for me. Oh, nope. speaking of the devil, Robert Blair. How are we doing?
2: Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, hey, what's up, Rob? Hold on, I need to smoke a bowl real quick.
0: Yeah, perfect. I appreciate you logging in first before stating that. Actually, you know what? I might, I might join in on that, Ben. I heard you coughing earlier. You're probably yeah,
1: I'm, <coughs> I'm so high right now.
0: That's great to hear. Hey,
2: yeah, Andrew, take your time, man.
0: All right, Rob. See, what I was about to say is, it's hard to come up with questions for Rob. Everyone smoking right together.
1: I just a, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Alright, well then I guess I got a song. them. Little Seth, little,
1: little
2: swag wag. Uh, yeah, the old podcast hotbox.
0: Yeah. But it is hard to come up with questions for you, Rod, because we spend a lot of time together. And so I'm like, okay, like I already know all the like details. Well some of these people like I ask these questions like actually not knowing what's going on with their lives. Yeah. But, you know, that's showbiz.
2: Sorry you have to put <coughs> up with me. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> That's that signature Ben <laughs> off that I know right there. <coughs> that one uh, sounded
1: like it hit pretty hard, man. Mm, yeah. Was the that pen a was well, that a dab? The, no, the pen. The pen, the yeah. oh, the pen is
0: ripping tonight. Love that. Stoner Boys, we've arrived. Rob, thank you for joining us. Let's go ahead and get right into primetime pick'em. Ben, eleven, nine, and one on the year. You went three and one last week. Very solid. Pittsburgh covered, the Chiefs covered, the Chargers covered, yeah. only loss. Was Buffalo on Sunday night.
1: That was good as else, also.
0: Not not quite. Uh, the guest picker, there was no guest last week because Ben and I are always on the pod. So 10-6-1 remains a good record for the guest picker. And Andrew Skaggs, 12-4 and 4 on the year, 4-0 last week, no questions asked. The funny thing is, Ben, Rob and I are in a thing called a derby. Some homie back in Boise runs it. And there's – how many people are in it, Rob?
2: Probably close to 100. 100.
0: So about 100 people, you pick five games a week against the spread. The spreads come out on Tuesday, and they don't change. You just kind of got to roll with it, whatever you want to pick, but you don't have to pick until, like, Sunday. (laughs) Funny enough, out of these, like, 100 or so people, I was tied for first after last week through, like, eight weeks, right, just going, like, three and two almost every week. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I didn't pick, like, any of these primetime games other than the Steelers. Went two and three, dropped a little bit in the standings, but I was just mm-hmm. laughing because I'm like, I went four and zero on primetime time pick'em. Yeah. I should have just stuck with those. Like all the teams that I thought would win amongst the marquee games, <laughs> you know, the Chiefs over the Dolphins, the Eagles over the have, Cowboys. Now that you have a sample
1: size, I think you could be like, okay, it's time. You know, you're yeah. twelve and four now. I think you're good. Yeah. You'd be like, okay, it's time. It's time to use these for real.
0: So we, we gotta trust. We gotta trust our instincts there. Anyway, this week is a doozy of matchups. Just absolutely beautiful football going to be played on primetime. We'll start on Thursday night. Carolina, a team that we've talked about a fair amount on this podcast, having a great season at the Chicago Bears, another really elite team in this NFL. Bears are currently favored by three and a half at home over Carolina. Rob, how do you see that one going?
2: Uh, first off, formally, thank you for having me. Mm. Uh, it's my favorite podcast in the entire world. Um, yeah. Very much like Andrew, I'm in the same league. Last week was the first yeah, I've actually done well, and I only picked the primetime games. So whatever I pick here, I'm going into the derby. <laughs> um, let me think. You said Carolina at Chicago getting three and a half? Correct. Um, I think that's going to be a pretty good game. Honestly, both teams are so trashy that, like, I could see that being a shootout. I'll give me the points. I'll take <clears> Carolina <throat> in the points. I think uh, it's just a back and forth game. Chicago wins on their home field, but they don't cover.
1: Ben, uh, y- I'm going <laughs> to go with Chicago <laughs> minus three. It's an ugly game. Chicago minus three and a half in Chicago Thursday night. I don't know what the weather is, but I assume it might be a little cold. You know, we're getting there the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago's coming off a pretty good game against the Saints, where they played pretty well. Um, Carolina's looking pretty bad. So, yeah, give me Chicago.
0: Beautiful. I am going to go with Carolina, plus three and a half. It just <laughs> feels like a lot of points. I'm assuming Tyson Bajant is the quarterback one more week. And then maybe from there, Fields comes back. I don't know. I think like they need like a good sample size from Fields to make sure that he's the guy, especially because they're going to have a couple picks in like the top five. Like they got to make sure that he's still someone they want to continue with. Anyway, I digress. Give me the Panthers plus three and a half. Chicago probably wins that game on a field goal late. Sunday Night Football, another amazing matchup in the National Football League, a team that we don't get to ever see on primetime, the New York Jets playing (laughs) at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are getting two points. Look, I get it. It's hard. Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be the quarterback. That would have made this a little bit more interesting. But at the same time, they could have flexed this game, and they chose not to. Anyway, Rob, who do you like? Raiders getting two points at home versus the Jets.
2: Oh, I'm smacking the Raiders. Like, you could just (laughs) tell that the Raiders played so fucking loose last week now that they don't have, like, McDaniels. Like, they just were feeding all their athletes and played pretty good football. I'm going to keep riding that until they, you know, until they don't look like that. And the Jets suck. So, like,
1: yeah, give me the Raiders. Ben? Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders plus two as well. Money line. Give me everything. <clears throat> I think it's a new time in Vegas. Uh, the Raiders are back a little bit. Not officially back, but back a little bit. <laughs> and I do think the Jets are more on the downfall. I think even when Aaron Rodgers comes back, they're still going to be some of shit show. So, yeah, give me the Raiders.
0: The confidence in which Rob this past Sunday come over to my house and like we make our picks separately in this thing and he like does his usually like Sunday morning and I'm like Wednesday afternoon. And he's just like, yeah, dude, the Raiders are like the lock of the week. Like, you know, over the Giants, just fired their coach, GM, all this stuff. And I'm like, I wish I had that much confidence in this Raiders team. But it's just like I had seen too much. But anyway, they obviously rolled on Sunday. I am taking the Jets minus two. Don't like it. Don't think the Jets are that good, but I do think it's just a topsy turvy league. Last week, Vegas looked good. Jets didn't. Anyway, it all balances out. So I'll take the Jets minus two. Monday Night Football. Rob, your Denver Broncos traveling to Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo minus seven and a half. Who do you like in that game, Rob?
2: This is tough because. I mean, Buffalo is the better team, but what's really like strange about buys in the NFL is they can like completely help your team or they can completely deteriorate your team, depending on like when you have them. Broncos are coming off a buy after just beating the Chiefs. Buffalo's kind of reeling right now. Where you know Denver, I'm not saying they're gonna win, but. If they could go in there with kind of a new scheme that they've got to practice and like get their guys healthy, I could see them easily covering seven and a half. Uh, give okay. me Denver. Yeah, of course. Got to pick yeah. the boys.
1: Ben, <clears throat> we go Buffalo minus seven and a half here uh, <laughs> in Buffalo Monday Night Football. I think I know they've been on a bit of a slide. Uh, but I do think this might be a bounce-back opportunity for them. And by bounce-back opportunity, I mean, like, blow the doors off someone, really show that they're still a legit team in the NFL. So, yeah, Buffalo, minus 7.5. Game minus 14. Sheesh. Oh. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I, uh, I, I am going Buffalo. Haven't they
2: lost, like, two or three straight?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, Rob, this is, this is a get-right. I mean
0: a big game. <laughs> <advice. laughs> like, no, it, it hasn't. It hasn't. I don't think it's been two or three. They did win that Thursday night game against Tampa. <laughs> yeah. Lost to the Bengals. They just—they're just very inconsistent. That's all. Anyway, I'm obviously taking the Bills because fuck the Broncos. Uh, <laughs> bills minus seven and a half. I just, yeah, it's just the world again. I make all my picks based on thinking that like every other week in the NFL is just like a back and forth like swing and it's just like okay like here we are buff just lost cool denver feeling good off a bye okay they're probably about to be humbled um and so we'll go with the bills (laughs) minus seven and a half don't feel great about it denver has been playing better i'll give them that i don't actually hate them that much but i just wish they you know had a cooler team uh robert let's get into the interview portion of this podcast the season certainly hasn't gone the way that you would have expected it to with a two and seven start Remain of your schedule. Doesn't feature a team currently in the top four of the standing, so there is a little bit of hope. Uh, how are you feeling about this point in the season? We still got a little hope or what?
2: I mean, you always got hope. Losing yeah. last week was tough. I, I was going into last week thinking I still had a realistic like outside chance. It yeah. would pretty much take me winning the rest of my games, which I recognize my team's a little sketchy. They definitely can go off, and they have in those couple games, but Yeah, it's just been – it's been a challenging season. And, like, I know I have good players. And I know they're young. Like, I'm not ready to give up on these guys. But, like, man, the quarterbacks that are throwing the ball to my best players (laughs) is, like, what I didn't see coming, you know? Yeah. Like, I think I drafted good players. It's just, like, that next layer in, like, the player being good is them getting the ball. Like, I just – Sucks, dude. Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter like make me pull my hair out, literally, like tuned into them every week.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, the worst. All right. Uh,
0: well, let's transition to the next question. That's a good segue. Between Drake London and George Pickens, two of you know the more high profile guys on your team, obviously, you've got Amon Ra as well, which is huge. Uh, who do you have more faith in in terms of the teams figuring out the QB situation? Is it Pittsburgh basically like turning Pickett into a more serviceable quarterback? Or is it like the Falcons effectively like finding someone else other than Ritter? Cause I feel like that's probably dead.
2: I think it's the latter, right? Like, I think the Falcons got to realize they are just a good quarterback away from having a really, really solid team. And like, they did draft Ritter. They probably, I mean, he didn't play that many games last year. So they were looking at him to just, you know, let's see yeah. if this guy's our guy. He's clearly not. He's not they didn't like invest really anything into him, so it's not that hard to move away from him. I I just see the Steelers going with Pickett because they dropped him in the first round and like they've been winning. And, and they've won enough
0: teams. games, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I feel better about London. And it's like, it's so funny. I know there was probably like some joking behind like some of the George Pickens <laughs> trash, but I'm totally there with Scott, like. I could see George Pickens literally just like losing his mind in like two weeks, yeah. Which maybe we he's, need, you know, get him he's on a, a different character.
0: Team. Yeah, I'd love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, Rob, I know your team isn't quite in this position just with the general youth on the roster, but any trades we can expect down the stretch? Maybe even especially if things happen to go continue to go south.
2: It's it's tough because like. My guys are so young, I don't want to trade them because I don't know what they're going to turn out to be. But I don't really have a lot of like valuable pieces. I have draft picks, but I'm going to try and use them. Right. I don't know. I'm going to see how the next few weeks go. What's really going to sway is where you and I end up in the standings. Like if the way that it turns yeah. out, I lose a few more games and I had the number one pick, Like I'm keeping that. Of
1: and course. then if
2: you you know, drop a little bit, that's, you know, two picks in the top, like five or six can really like turn you around. And, but if you make a run and I end up with like the third or fourth pick, then, then we'll see. Right.
0: That makes sense. All right. Let's go ahead and shift to the NFL as a whole. I've got a little bit of a theme going with these questions. We go fantasy first, talk about the NFL as a whole. Maybe it's someone's favorite team. Maybe it's just an overall <laughs> talk and then some other sports, and then we get into life talk. We're really just finding our groove here. Uh, Rob, if you were the GM of the Denver Broncos, what would be your plan of attack moving forward to get their situation turned around?
2: It is reassuring that they have their first-round pick this year. Yeah, huge. Uh, That is huge. Uh, If they would have lost to the Chiefs, I would have said at this point, sell all your assets that are worth any value you know like try and get you know a third or fourth round pick for a guy like Justin Simmons you know try and get like a third round pick for like Judy or a fourth round pick you know and just like try and get back into the draft the problem with the Broncos is they've had like since they won the Super Bowl they've had like six new coaches and like six new old coordinators and that many D coordinators where I do think Payton's the guy. They're not going to fire him anytime soon. Right. And if they can have some consistency in the coaching staff, I don't think they need to blow it up, but they definitely need to like get more skin in the draft than what they currently have. Yeah. Russell's situation. I think you let him play obviously this year. And depending on what moves you make in the offseason, he should probably be the starter next year. I don't think he's done that bad. Um, but if they start playing like absolute dog shit and only win like two more games, then I think you just sell the farm. But I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to finish with like seven wins probably and be sitting around like – What are they at with, right like,
0: now? Three wins?
2: Three and five. Yeah.
0: I can see that. Um, It'll be interesting. I think if they're high enough to get a QB, you might as well fucking draft the guy and keep – Russell, because like financially, obviously it helps a lot, but just because you're already paying him so much and then like let the guy sit for at least a year. if Things happen to go poorly because, yeah, I I agree. I don't think he's the full problem, but I do think they need a big roster overhaul this offseason as far as like getting Sean Payton's guys in and getting some of those other guys who have been disgruntled out
2: a hundred percent. Like that's the problem is they got all these vets. The vets aren't any good. That's why they haven't made the playoffs. Like, Simmons right. is probably worth a lot, but I think he's a little overrated. Like, Kareem Jackson's just a disaster out there. Can't believe that guy's still in the league. it's <laughs> uh, pretty well. But, but, like, if the Broncos end up with a top ten pick and the QBs don't fly off the board, like, three in the top five, yes. I think you invest in a QB and just try and stack a bunch of, like, third and fourth round guys and just – Get some new, like, young guys in the rotation. Um, otherwise, just take the best available players. I mean, you just – they've, had, they've yeah. only gone the last couple drafts, drafting, like, five guys. You know, right. the drafts you do good in are if you get, like, eight or nine guys and just, like, get and, some more. And, more and they've gotten
0: some good guys and, you know, Javante Williams and Pat Sertan. And, like, their drafts haven't been bad by any means. Marvin Mims has some promise. Um they just, yeah, you're right. They need more capital.
2: Yeah, I just, I don't know. The way they've been going about everything, it's just, it feels like they're trying to hang on as opposed to just, like, move forward, you know? And yeah. moving forward doesn't have to be this, like, blow up, like, scratch everything. It's just, like, they're trying to put Band-Aids on things that just, you know, need surgery, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what
0: you're saying. Ben? It's been
1: a minute. Just checking back in. Yeah, no, I'm stoned as fuck. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to move forward to, or move backwards to move forwards. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, uh, you, know, you know, you just never know. You know, just let it go. Just see what happens.
0: Well, here's a topic, Ben, that'll be near and dear to your heart. A question for Rob. Speaking of Broncos, what the hell is going on at Boise State, Rob?
2: It uh, did. It's such a bummer. I was. I was depressed yesterday when that literally it's a Ben, they're like yeah. best receiver, just basically transferred after oh, no. the last
1: game. I saw the text. I saw the text. Don't you don't think I like uh I had an episode after those texts, dude? Yeah, I was upset. I was pissed. I was Thank sad.
2: You. Well so you know, I've had a couple friends that have played football at Boise State. We're like pretty close, so they know like a little bit more of what goes on in the program and like Essentially, these schools are just scouting the best mid-major players and, like, offering them NIL deals if they transfer. And, like, you're not making anything in NIL if you're going to Boise State. Even if you're a good football player, like, there's no market for that. Basically, all the Mountain West and mid-major schools are probably taking a, taking a hit. College football is just – it's just that indication. It's, like, it's so cooked now. It, it really, like, ruined – the good part of college football of, like, recruiting guys, building them, you know, building a strong team that's not just, like, what five stars can we pay for and then, like, swoop.
1: Serious question. Is this happening at, like, UCF maybe? Like, you know, schools like that where um, I feel like they're on similar levels of Boise State. Is that also happening at schools like that? I mean – I don't know. You would think. um, I have to look it up. But I'm curious because, yeah, it's – I mean, like, yeah, it sucks. I'm just curious if it's happening in other schools. I assume it is. I'm pretty
2: sure I heard a quote from Dion, like, a month ago. Basically, somebody was asking him, like, you know, now that you're the coach of Colorado, you've got all this buzz around the program. Like, are you finding it easier to recruit? And he was literally like – I'm going to recruit like four guys from high school this year. The portal's like too hot. And like <laughs> the portal wasn't even a thing like five years ago.
0: Because well, there was more restrictions on like sitting out and all that stuff. In yeah. They wanted to make it like coaches who also moved a lot, but I agree. Like there's, it's gotta be a little harsher to just jump around personally.
2: Yeah. It's, I don't know. I hate it. And I understand that, like, I hate it because the schools that I root for are kind of getting fucked. But, like, it is what it is. The season itself, their team's a lot better than their record, Ben. They've lost. That's what I was was going to ask. Yeah, they've They've been. They've lost, like, four games by a touchdown or less, which has just been brutal. I was at the game. They were playing Colorado State in Fort Collins, and I went. And they were up like twenty with six minutes left. Thought it was an auto lock. Like, got back in my car, started driving home. Uh, found out the next morning that they lost the game because Jeff Skaggs texted me like, "Oof, like what happened?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And that was that was in Colorado State. What's that? That was against Colorado State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, how many? Uh, how many? How did Down Hook, Down Hooker do? You remember?
2: What position does he play?
1: Tight end, Colorado State. We we featured him tonight. Oh no way! Yeah. I
2: honestly I don't recall that.
1: Uh, Big white dude, dude been, with like, arm doing Like Skag's favorite type of player.
2: I love that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure he saw it. I don't really recall.
1: Uh, I don't, I'm just yeah. We just talked about him earlier. <laughs> Rico gathered the <laughs> league.
0: Yeah, yeah, huge. <laughs> um, Rob, let's transition away from football. You recently moved from your longtime condo to a house in the suburbs, or at least what I would right. consider the suburbs. I still don't really know where it is. Uh, what's the latest on some of your DIY projects at the new home and everything that's happening
2: there? Uh, new Crib is great. Uh, I would not say I'm in the suburbs. I, th- mm. I truly am only like 15 minutes away.
0: From where I used to live. Yeah, but you like live in a, like next to other homes, which is like.
2: Yeah, know, a that's it. That's definitely been an interesting change. Um, but uh, yeah, the house is good. I've been working on the basement mostly. Um, I haven't moved anything down there. I like redid the floor. It had, uh, they had like cats and dogs, and the carpet was just dingy. It smelt like shit. So mm. had somebody come in, rip all that out, put some nice new vinyl plank flooring down there and been working on just painting and doing all that shit it's been good it's been fun
0: love that ben any suggestions from the hardware perspective
1: uh no you know what i flooring flooring is an interesting one but uh it's not like you're doing it right with the with the with the the new stuff so uh, no, just keep going, Rob. You're, it sounds like you're doing great. Are you doing any door hardware or anything like that? New doors or anything like that? Um,
2: I do need to eventually put a door in front of, like, the top of the stairs where you go from upstairs to downstairs. Mm-hmm. But it, there's also, like, an open hole, like, kind of like a uh, window seal. It's open. So I would need to, like, drywall that in. What do you know about the drywall
1: game, Ben? That's an interesting game. That's a very interesting <laughs> game.
2: I'm trying to play that game, you know?
1: It's a grown man's game, Rob. Yeah, it grown is. a man's game. <laughs> what, I, think I think you're ready for the big leagues, Rob.
2: I don't know if I got the hands to do that, like, mudding. And texturing, you need, would, you, would need look
1: to, you need to do a test run somewhere. That's always the best way to do it. Like outside, just put out some newspaper or something like that, do a little test run on something because you want to make sure you get the drift of it before doing anything big time. Let me tell you that. Yeah. 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 Think about how
0: hard Travis is listening to this part of the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo,
2: Travis, I'll cut you a deal if you DM me with some uh, tips on. Home improvement. I also need to take out this like this wall, but it's got electrical in it, and like it needs to happen. But I'm a little scared, to be completely honest. How's how's the paint job around the house,
1: outside and inside?
2: The paint is livable, but could definitely use a fresh coat throughout.
1: Love that. Love that. Well, you know, just let me know. I'm a good paint guy too. (laughs) Really. Yeah, That's Really good
2: How important is priming the walls before you paint as opposed to if you were going to paint something more like intricate, like a cabinet door, which you would definitely prime. Do you need to prime the walls?
1: Well, it depends on what color you're doing. If you're doing a darker color over a lighter color, no, no worries. But if you're doing a lighter color over a darker color, then yeah, you need to prime because it's just going to be, like, see-through, you know what I'm saying? Um, Also, if there's any, like, you know, little defects on the wall or anything like that, primer would definitely help. Um, But a lot of paints nowadays have paint and primer in one, and they're pretty good stuff, so you'd probably be fine. Like, Home Depot has paint and primer in one. Ace has paint and primer in one. So, yeah, pretty sure Loves does, too.
2: Hell yeah! I'm gonna go to Home Depot and see if they like know you. You worked there for
1: like ever, right? Yeah, yeah I'm sure all, the, it's a local I, business
0: too, right? I mean, I'm sure the Denver one knows everyone.
1: Yeah, they know me pretty well. Uh, but make—are you trying to match the color on your wall?
2: <clears throat> uh, I would say so. The color in my basement downstairs. I think I'm going to do similar in terms of like lightness of the color, but kind okay. of like a completely different color. Like right yeah. now it's like kind of a light, light brownish tannish color. And yeah, I want to paint this certain portion, literally a color like cucumber, like a I lighter. I
1: ask because if you want to match anything in your house, paint wise, you can always chisel off or cut off like a little, I'd say like a quarter size chip of it. You can bring it into Home Depot and they'll match it spot on, dude. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. It's That's not. Thick. uh, but no, yeah, primer, primer is never a bad idea. All right. Word. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Hell
0: yeah, boys. All right. Speaking of your house, Rob, what did the cops think when they saw your Osama bin Laden costume at the Halloween party you threw? <laughs>
2: uh yeah so i threw a pretty banger housewarming slash halloween party that got a little out of control and the cops showed up i think sometime between like 12 and 1 yeah i was dressed as osama bin laden it was pretty fucking hilarious made everybody extremely uncomfortable which was super funny for me Uh, And then it, the, the most funny part was I was outside when my cousin was like, yo, Rob, the cops are at the door, like, go talk to them. And I started, like, kind of little hop to my step, jog towards the front door, and literally everybody at the party was like, Rob, stop. Like, take off that fucking beard and fucking towel yeah. on your head. <laughs> and, uh, so I did, but, like, the rest of the costume was the same. They were chill. Yeah. They were chill. They were just, like know, the full DJ with like the bass. Yeah, that's in hell. Yeah, needs to stop and like maybe shut your windows. Um, yeah, but uh, this is so funny, Ben. So the very next day, it snowed like eight inches in Denver. So I didn't leave the house until the evening, and I pull out, like, go grab dinner, Rip Panda Express. You know what's up? Came back. And, like, as I'm pulling in my driveway, there are no shit, like, eight of my neighbors standing in my driveway. And I, like, pull in to put the car in the garage, and they're, like, clearly signaling at me that, um, you know, they need to talk. And so in my head, I'm like, fuck, I'm about to get shit on by, like, all my neighbors for throwing way too loud of a party. I go out, and I, like, walk over to them, and that's, like, how I started the conversation. I was just, like... Yo, I'm super sorry. I didn't mean for it to get that loud. And they're like, "Oh, it's all good. Like, sound like you guys are having a great time. We're just here to let you know, like, our daughter just rear-ended that car that's parked in front of your house, <laughs> and it, it was his car. <laughs>
1: that's me. That's hilarious. Love that. Yeah,
2: he, uh, he left it at my house after the party, um, which totally unfortunate for you, Andrew. I'm sorry, but. I was just, like, in shock at the 180 that had just happened with my neighbor's situation. So, the jury's still out whether my neighbors hate me or not. And I'm still on the lookout for which neighbor I can't trust. So,
0: to be continued. To be continued, indeed. I have been able to drive the car. It makes loud noises. That's always a good time. It got pretty fucked up on the back end, for sure. The light's, <laughs> like, tucked into the uh, trunk right now. But, hey, they have USAA. Um, so, you know, I thank them for their service, of course. And I also said, fuck Gronk in the text. I was say, so I was like,
1: definitely not Gronk, though, because
0: he's not a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking idiot. All right, Rob, let's transition. You left your longtime job at Protivity, which you had been at since Arizona, correct? How many years? Yeah, nine Nine years of productivity. Now you work at a credit union in Colorado Springs that I probably have been told the name of, but I forget. How has that transition been going for you, Robert?
2: Uh, It's been going pretty good, all in all. No complaints. Very glad that I did it. Um, Honestly, my old job was super chill. I could have stayed there for so much longer, but I just, the big reason was. I was just turning into such like a piece of shit when I was working there. Like literally working from home every day, I would just sleep to like eight o'clock, roll out of bed, go work from my kitchen countertop or like Sundays in my bed. if I was feeling it. And like my job had gotten so easy where I could get all my work done in like half the week where I just felt like I was smoking weed all day. <laughs> like just, fucking around like a lot more than i should have and i was like i needed a little life reset get back uh squared on the job on the job front it's it's been great i mean it wasn't like out of hand or anything like that i was just like all right i'm kind of over this you know yeah
0: yeah felt that all right ben i'm gonna i'm gonna turn it over to you for these last three questions if you're feeling it
1: Yeah no I'm yeah I'm ready to go. If you had to start a band with three other league members, who would you choose, and what would be the roles and instruments?
2: So I'm also in the band plus three more.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, Uh, if you want to take yourself out, like you can,
2: but (laughs) no, I'm in the band. Uh, (laughs) I would say. Problem is, I don't. No anybody. I would say. Oh, you know what? I would put Snide's at lead vocalist. Wow, Uh, I've heard Snide's belt out. Joe to be so
1: upset, dude. So
2: upset. Whoa, my band. He's fuming right now.
0: Yeah, but he (laughs) needs he needs the lead. You know that big ego.
2: (laughs) I'm putting Snide's at lead singer. (laughs) I'm putting. You're right there. I would get Joe at. Snide's one A, Joe 1B, Ooh, second the, lead singer, slash two Jackson. singers. Wow. Two singers, hear me out. And Jeez. then we'll get Scott spinning it up on the DJ <laughs> What are you and, playing? And then I will also be the third lead singer. <laughs> see the <three> of
0: us <laughs> singing along a a DJ and three size. vocalists. <laughs> yeah, Just how okay. every band is scripted.
1: I feel like Scott would absolutely love that.
2: That so. would be a sick band. Just spin it up <laughs> and
1: start singing.
2: Yeah. Love oh, that. Boy.
1: All right. We just had Halloween. Uh, Rank these five Halloween chocolates. Reese's Cups, Snickers, Milky Way, Kit Kat, and Twix.
2: Whew. Damn, that's a nice lineup. Yeah. Big yeah. Uh... hitters
0: only.
1: That's tough.
2: I would probably – are we talking like full-size candy bar or just the fun size? <laughs> because I would,
0: okay, I think would of, order think of the them differently size.
2: depending on the size. If you have Okay, candy.
0: regular size. You get the regular size of everything. You get the okay. left and right Twix. You get the two Kit Kats, big Milky Way, big Snickers, two Reese's Cups.
2: Okay. I would probably go Snickers one – Just because it is just do everything for you, you know? You got a sugar Mm -hmm. fix, Snickers. You actually need to get some substance in your stomach, Snickers. Hangry, Snickers. Um, Number two, I think I would honestly put the Kit Kat at number two. Um, Just something about that waffle, you know? Mm. And then I would say... Give me the Reese's Cup in the three. A close second, but give me the Reese's Cup in the three. Just so classic. Two cups is perfect. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Like, one cup's not enough, but two is... Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. Four cups would be nice, too.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe. That might be a little too much. Um,
1: Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> wait what,
2: what do I have left the Twix or the Milky Way I That's think I'm going to take the Twix at four um, and then give me the Milky Way at five both very good but sometimes the Milky Way can get a little too gooey
0: respect Ben any thoughts on those chocolates
1: Uh, my quick just five to one would be uh I went through it in my head would be uh, uh, Kit Kat, Snickers, Milky Way, Twix, Reese's Cup. That's five to one, but they're all very good. What's funny?
2: Fun. What's funny is none of those are my favorite. If you would have said Baby Ruth, I would have put that. Mm. In there. That was
0: on the original. What and I found honestly, myself
2: doing. If you would have said almond joy, I probably ugh, would have put that. Stop.
1: <laughs> You've yeah, right. lost me. But um, day five, day five, dark horse candidate.
0: Very good. There's a lot of good ones. My big thing was that I had so many similar ones with like Snickers, Milky Way, Baby Ruth, where I feel like it's a lot of like peanuts and nougat and all that jazz. But I wanted to mix it up a little bit.
1: Uh. Oh, last question. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. More
0: Boise yes. State.
1: KFM. Kill Fuck Mary. Boise State Edition. Go Blue. <laughs> more. Ian Johnson. That's the guy who scored the two-point conversion and proposed to his cheerleader girlfriend. And Chris, and Chris Pearson. I wasn't explaining that to you, Rob. I was explaining that to for Rob. our listeners. Rob. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right, right, no, <laughs> sorry. definitely not for you, Rob. Definitely not for you, Rob.
2: No, I was talking to the listeners. They know. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I would marry Kellen Moore. Obviously, I would kill Ian Johnson. Yeah. And I would fuck Chris Peterson because he's that's just hot,
1: dude. That's hot.
2: I wish Chris Peterson would come back and coach. He's just got so much left in the tank. He's such a coach, but
1: I just think he's like, he's like I don't want to deal with NIL or He's got no interest in the NIL.
0: Yeah, none of that ho shit. he's just like high
1: school football. Exactly.
0: Uh, ben, any questions for Robert?
1: Uh, no, Rob, that's it. I mean, like. Anything other than the pocket that we should know of this summer, like, that we should look forward to? Like, give me me one or two other things. Um, Looking forward to the pocket, of course, but, like, give me a couple other things just in case.
2: That we're going to do, like, in Boise?
1: That's close by, yeah, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Give me some under-the-radar things.
2: I think the golf is underrated, and that time of year, it'll be, like, probably pretty flush. Um... I'm the flesh bars off. in downtown Boise are super fun, and it's only like a ten-minute Uber from the pocket. So, we'll uh, we'll have to roll there. That'll be a ton of fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to that. I think uh, I think we're gonna have a blast.
1: I'm, I'm gonna bring you tired. guys
2: up with some sick pocket merch while we're there too. Love and uh, knowing the uh, the new owner, Heather. I'm going to give her a good heads up. And she's usually pretty passionate about like blowing it up for shit like that. So um, I think it'll be a ton of fun. Love that.
0: I do love that as well.
2: That's uh, all I have. Yeah. All right. Can I ask you guys a few questions now? Yeah, of course. All right. Perfect. So Ben, first question for you. Mm. If you owned my FanDuel Sportsbook account, who would you be throwing a hundred dollars on winning the college football national championship? Mm. No. Mm. Without I'm taking your at, word for it, too.
1: Without looking at the odds, that's that's I I, I it's uh, but like don't look at the
2: odds. Go with don't look team. at the odds. Just pick a
1: winner. <sighs> okay, here we go. I'm gonna go with Georgia. I really do think Georgia's gonna end up pulling it out. I think they're getting better week by week. Um, their remaining schedules I think somewhat decent. They've got a couple of tough opponents, but they're getting better by, better by better each week. Um, come playoff time, I don't think Ohio State. I think they're going to be probably in the playoffs, but I don't think they're that good. Um, and then I just think whoever plays Georgia in the first round, Georgia can beat. I just think that SEC mentality. So I think Georgia is a good bet right now.
2: Skags, what do you think? Oregon. Yeah. I like that. That's, them all, that's wild they're, perfect. Their odds are probably
1: decent. Yeah.
2: Then I think Georgia could lose a game and still be in the top four, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for and sure. And, like – they'll, they'll win the SEC championship probably as well.
2: How, uh, how does the Pac-12 work now? Because they don't have divisions anymore, right? Is it just the top two teams play the championship? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, so
2: – in all
0: likelihood, Oregon, Washington again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which could yeah. go either way anyway. So, um, if Oregon yeah. loses it, then they're definitely out with the two losses. Yeah. If UW loses it, there's some very interesting conversation going on. Yeah.
0: I think we were laughing in our in our group text about what we talked about culture about on the pod last week. And I was just cracking up, like, Ben, as you were doing your explanation. I'm just like, yeah, I think, like, the top five will stay the same. Like, everyone outside of that doesn't have a chance. Which is just – which is funny because I agree that, like, there might not be a ton of movement. But it is yeah. just so funny. Like, that was the first week of the playoff ranking. You're like, yeah, it's just, like, not going to change from here. Everyone's going to win. I do game.
1: think there's going to be a lot of movement within the top Four or five, but like you know, within those But if they guys, all
0: have one loss, it's like then they're they're kind of like similar to some of those other teams. Yeah, anyway. so it's I like, just yeah.
1: it's just gonna be tough for some teams that are, like, are below them to make it. But it's gonna be interesting. Like Oregon has a real shot; if they beat UW, but also Oregon has to play Oregon State, who's played pretty well so far. Oregon
2: State, <sighs> I can't. They're a little sucks. So. Oregon State, I think, is a little overrated. I would, I would think oh. Oregon wins that game pretty handily.
0: My Wow. Okay. I mean if, I mean I so I agree, but that's also because like I'm a little biased having watched Arizona play Oregon State and I was so confident that we would beat them and we did, and they're ranked twelfth now to the point where I'm like, okay, like we're like basically the same team as them. So it just and maybe we should you know, should be higher eventually, but I, I just, know, Oregon State just didn't look that
1: the, the Pac twelve so. does just beat up on each other though. That's what
0: they do. They're sweet. Get two I just teams think in this
1: Oregon. Year. I mean, Oregon
2: should have won that game against U-Dub. And if they would have won that, like if that would have just flip-flopped, like I think U-Dub wouldn't be six like Oregon is. I think they'd be hanging around like nine or ten. And Oregon would that be is an interesting point. in consideration for being like number one or number two, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I think let's say everything plays out the way that it does and you know relatively the same kind of top five like if oregon won the pac 12 with all the good teams that are in there this year even as long as you only loss, have one loss yeah. even with one loss like they should be the three seed over the four you know if there's another one loss team yeah i agree
1: it's really interesting
2: all right uh same question different uh tier of football if you have access to my Fanduel account, and <laughs> we're willing to place a hundred dollar bet on who you think will win the Super Bowl right now. Who would you pick?
1: Or oh, uh... right,
2: let's do let's do guess who plays in the Super Bowl and then the winner.
1: Okay. This is tough. This is very tough. Um, AFC. Oh, man. I'm going to go Chiefs. Chiefs from the AFC. I just think they're – so, like, we talked about earlier. I think them and the Ravens right now are kind of, the, you know, top of the top. Um, probably the two best teams in the league right now. Uh, but until I see, like, Baltimore, like, prove it in the playoffs, like Kansas City has and has continually has, um, and they have – the season looks really good as well. I'm going to choose Kansas City for the AFC side. Um, For the NFC side, the NFC is just kind of wide open. Um, But I do think, man, but they played last year, it would be so weird to see them play. I'm going to go with Niners. I hate to say that, but I'm going to go with the Niners. Uh, And I'd say the winner is the Chiefs.
0: A little rematch from a handful of years back.
1: Yeah, I almost picked the Eagles, but back-to-back is kind of weird, you know?
0: It's tough. Yeah. Uh, Rob, give me Bengals-Eagles with the Bengals winning back-to-back heartbreaks for the Eagles. It'd be a fun Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Bengals win one more game. They're, like, up there as, like, a top team to me. You know what I'm saying? I just need to see one more.
0: I just really want to see them win it. They should have won that one no, against absolutely. the Rams. Absolutely. I just – I would like to have them have a notch. Um, I also do think it would be cool if the Ravens made a run. But that would yeah. also be a funny pick to make at this point because, like, they're probably, like, pretty close to the odds on favorite now. It's like, all right, let's not overreact. Let's make sure we finish up the
2: season strong, which they sometimes struggle to do. Yeah, I think – it's tough because, like, it's hard to bet against the teams that have made it, like, at least to the AFC or NFC championship games the last, like, two, three years. They've all been basically four teams. Um, but, like, if there's anything the Major League Baseball playoffs have taught me, is nothing's chalky anymore. So I think, like, a Ravens-Lions Super Bowl would be sick. <laughs> Both teams are sitting at, like, six and two, you know? Ravens
1: are Ra- yeah, Ravens are definitely like, a candidate for sure. Um, the Lions are an interesting team, but I think they're really good. I just don't know if they're top like top of the NFC even yet. But we'll I think they're probably like number three in the NFC, maybe number four.
2: I mean, that's pretty good. I think the Lions win that yeah. division like probably pretty easily. Especially yeah. with yeah. Kirk Cousins out and just like how bad Green Bay I was in that division kind five of sucks,
1: though. Like but Josh
0: Dobbs, that, that effect can't be overstated, you know?
2: It's crazy.
1: That, that was pretty cool.
0: Good all
2: right. Those are my only questions. Thank you for uh, funding my sports addiction. <laughs> love that. Ben, any other thoughts?
1: That's all I've got. I got to go to bed. I got to wake up before I am, so I'm ready to go to bed.
0: Peace. Damn. 8 15. Yeah, I got to hours. Gotta get my
1: time, seven seven hours, you know
0: what I'm saying? That's right. Time to grind. Rob, thank you for being here. Ben, as always. Oh, thank
1: you. It's always a pleasure to hear your voice.
2: Yeah, great talking to you both. Thanks for having me. Bye. Peace on Earth. Ios guys.